0: Hello, everyone. Hello. Good afternoon, noon. (laughs) Good morning or good evening, wherever you are. Um, My name's Emily. I'm one of the English tutors, also one of the streamers. My name is, yeah, my name is Emily and I'm from Canada originally. Uh, I also lived in the UK for a little while. I was there for about eight years and currently I am traveling. Right now I am streaming to you live from Panama from inside of my camper van. All right, so today is an interesting topic. I wanted to talk about this idea of intentional communities. Um, so this is a topic I'd come across just a few times and I w- didn't really know a lot about it. So I thought I would research it and share it with you. Um, come say hello in the chat. Let me know where you're from. So hello, Maryam from Iran. Nice to have you here um great so this idea of intentional communities so rather than just deciding to move to a random neighborhood in some random city um it's kind of this idea that people want to come and live together there's a focus on social cohesion um, and good teamwork so people they've decided to come and live together usually around a certain common value um, whether that's social political religious or spiritual and typically there'll be some sort of shared space on the property so if you're living in one of these intentional communities you might have like a shared house that has a big kitchen um, or party space maybe a big garden, which is shared between all of the residents. It's sort of this idea of like a utopia, like a better way to live. All right, perfect. So yeah, come say hi in the chat. Let me know where you're from. Today, we're gonna talk about this idea of intentional communities or people kind of living cooperatively. Um, great, okay. So let's go through kind of some other words that you could call this to give you an idea. Maybe you have heard this term before in a different way. Okay, so here's a little sketch in the image of what an intentional community could look like. So maybe people decide they don't wanna have cars Um, you know like a normal community you would drive in right to your house maybe in this one the cars are on the outside and people are coming in mostly by foot to keep the neighborhood a lot more green and so I'll read this definition out for you Uh, so intentional communities are formed when people choose to live with or near enough to each other to carry out a shared lifestyle with a shared culture and with a common purpose. So remember, I talked about that idea of people having sort of an idea of similar values. So in this case, in the picture, maybe the similar values are ecological. So people decide they want to live somewhere that is very, very sustainable and green. And so they move to a community where this is a focus. So it's not just about coming home and living there. Maybe you also... um, yeah help working in a garden help things to be more ecological this could be a different type of intentional community all right and Miriam thank you I'm glad you enjoy the streams yeah if you want to go check out some other streams I talk about many random topics from a lot about traveling a few business topics Um, you can go check out my channel on the app who else do we have here a beer from Saudi Arabia Paco from Spain, Yusuf from Egypt and Ray from South Korea. Awesome, so a wide range of people here today from around the world. All right, let's keep going here on these intentional communities. Here's a big list of some other ways you might've heard it be called, um, it could be called a collective household, co-housing or co-living. Um, co-living in particular is really popular uh, becoming popular in large cities. For instance, in London, there is one building which has about 500 units. And so each person has their own room and maybe bathroom, but the kitchen is all shared, kind of the living space is shared, a gym. So the idea is that it's almost like a bit of like a hotel in a way but um, the rest of the living space is for everyone. So that's a different way that people are choosing to live. Eco-villages, so that might be like the one in the picture here. Uh, Retreats, so places where people go live for months on end focused maybe on like yoga or healthy living like ashrams would be focused on yoga. Um, Housing cooperatives, utopian societies we'll talk a bit more about that tiny house villages these are becoming popular or even senior communities could be kind of an intentional community people coming to live together for a purpose all right and we have another big group of people here so Amistad from I think that's the Latvian flag potentially (laughs) Um, Yusuf from Egypt. Yasim from Iran. Hakim from Saudi Arabia. Nice to see you again. Nat Punch from Moscow. Great to have you here. And Iksama from Sweden. Oh, that's Austria. Sorry. I think it looks very similar to the Latvian flag. I'll have to check after the red and the white stripes. Sorry about that. That is the Austrian flag. Okay. Um, so I'm curious, have you heard of this topic before. Um, This was just something I decided would be interesting to research and share with you what I find. I'd heard about it a few times as I was traveling through Central America. I think that's a place where these eco-villages and other intentional communities are very popular. People are trying to start, they buy a lot of land, and they're trying to start these communities where people come to live, maybe in, yeah, more cooperative or communal way. So I think it's kind of, it's something that's existed before too for a long time. I'll go through the history a bit in a while, but um, yeah, I think it's starting to become popular again, especially since people were feeling really maybe lonely during the pandemic and disconnected from society and other people. I think this idea of moving somewhere, that you have your own space, but also there's a lot of shared space, it could potentially be becoming more popular. Okay, so this is the first time for most of you, some have seen it on the internet or in the media, or someone has lived in one. Okay, so person who lives in one, please come tell us about it. What kind of intentional community is it? Is it one of these eco villages? um is it a co-housing kind of place let me know interesting but yeah this is the first time for lots of us you know for me too I'd heard a bit but it was interesting to research more um okay so one of the things I mentioned was this idea of utopia so maybe you have this maybe it's the same word in your language too I'm not sure what you call it tell me in the chat in your language, what would you call this idea of utopia, which is a perfect society in which people work well with each other and are happy. So it's this, this uh, kind of goal and idea of reaching world peace. Uh, some examples um, could be places like the Garden of Eden, Heaven, Shangri-La, the Federation in Star Trek, or the capital in the movie, The Hunger Games or England in the Brave New World. So in Brave New World, it's a place with no war or hunger, but there's also no emotion. So maybe it's not a perfect, perfect place. (laughs) Let me know if you have any other examples of what would be a utopia. Okay, and so the opposite of this, maybe you've heard also of dystopia. So there's a lot of novels around which talk about kind of a dystopian um, world, such as 1984 is one of those books. Maybe you've read it. Um, So utopia, ideal, dystopia, negative. Yeah, so in German, same word as well. Yeah, so let me know if you have some examples from literature or movies of other kind of utopias. So I guess this is part of what people are trying to do by creating these intentional communities. They're trying to say, you know, I wanna live a little bit differently. Um, But what would be your utopia? So it's kind of subjective, of course. Um, what, what What would it be for you? I guess for me, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I think it's good. I think I would love to live in a world or utopia where you know everyone kind of has enough, so everyone's taken care of. But they still maybe they still have things to keep them busy that they enjoy. Um, a very cooperative society. Mm, what else would be utopia? Lots of fun activities to do, (laughs) Uh, beautiful. I think being, I, I love being in nature, so really like nice, lush nature. Let's see what people are saying here. Yeah, no children suffering. A world without hunger or war, people are satisfied. Yes. No conflict between people. Everyone has enough, lives in peace and happiness. Excellent. Yeah, so this idea of kind of world peace, uh, no sickness in the world. People live in harmony. It's a great word. No wars, no greed, no hunger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think, I think people this is kind of by wanting to maybe live in these communities, they're sort of seeking to live in a different way. Um, You know, we do have a world with violence, war, greed and hunger and so I guess if people try to live somewhere where they're surrounded by other people who want to support a different way of life maybe is a way for for them to yeah I don't know maybe forget (laughs) all the bad things going on so world without violence but he says dandy a green world with green people Hmm, I wonder if you mean literally green people (laughs) Um, but yeah I think being more green I think a lot of these kind of communities are focused on being more more green, more sustainable. So we've all talked about a few things, but there's kind of five probably areas that you could focus on when you're talking about a utopia. Uh, So ecological, of course, so working in harmony with nature. So kind of finding ways to reduce waste and pollution um economic utopia so the idea that you can have some sort of nice balance of commerce and capitalism um, with a little bit of socialist characteristics but you know not not too much of anything so this sort of self-sustaining utopia economy um a religious utopia so the idea that Um, There is religious harmony amongst people with different beliefs. Scientific utopia. So this could mean that, um, you know, maybe we're able to live hundreds of years or live without uh, illness, like someone else mentioned in the previous example. So that would be like a scientific uh, utopia. And technological utopia could be Um, tied with this too so the idea of the technology can create this um, superior higher quality of life those are the areas that you can kind of think about when you're thinking of how um, yeah what would be a utopia or as Issa says in the chat like John imagine John Lennon's imagine song exactly so as I said this is becoming more popular but this is no by no means new at all. <laughs> so the earliest examples of kind of communities coming together to live around a common purpose could be the ashrams in India from 1500 BC. Um, Buddhist monasteries are a form of intentional community, people coming together around religion, to live together, um, eat together, Uh, Pray together, kind of everything together, right, in one place. And this was from around 500 BC. And then Pythagoras in Italy founded a vegetarian commune in 525 BC, which is pretty interesting. It seems like, you know, it's such a long time ago, but for a vegetarian commune, somewhere where people were not eating any animal products that long ago. um, I think nowadays probably there would probably be some, you know, vegetarian communes or intentional communities as well so that's kind of interesting that we have that history from so long ago from thousands of years ago more recently though maybe this this word i mentioned it a couple times in the 1970s there was a trend of communes and this word has um it's probably quite a negative word now it's be, it's considered kind of um super leftist or linked to what are called hippies, um, or it's a negative word as well, but the kind of long-haired young people who reject society and government. Um, So you have the image in the picture here with the peace sign and um, this kind of counterculture that existed in the 1970s. And so people in this era were living in what's called communes, which is like an intentional community, Uh, in order to uh, kind of come together, bond over their shared ideals, looking for a way to reduce economic inequality by sharing. And they were also focused on fighting climate change, um, being sustainable. And um, one website I saw said that about 10% of intentional communities today um, still still kind of uh, define themselves as a commune. And one of the key defining factors is that um, everyone who lives there shares an income maybe not entirely but like usually people who live in a commune would have one business together and that's how they're making money um, so in the community they all share um, so hakim says it's russian ideology okay yeah makes makes sense um and Char- chris vega asks is it related to charles manson great question we will come on to that um there's a fine line between like commune and cult <laughs> um and i'll talk about when it switches and becomes something negative like charles manson actually it's the next slide i see here yeah so here perfect timing chris um, so here's a picture of Charles Manson and some people from his cult, um, which is the Manson family. And so these people were also kind of living in community. And so you might say, well, this intentional community thing sounds an awful, like, awful lot like a cult. <laughs> and I think, you know, they there are risks for these groups to switch over to becoming a cult when there's sort of one, group controller, one leader who wants to control everyone's behavior, intellect, thoughts and emotions. So this is called the bite kind of theory. So if there is this one charismatic leader who's um, looking to deceive people and control them in these ways, then it has the risk of becoming a cult. So some examples would be children of God as well, Manson family, people's temple, And I think a lot of these were in kind of that era as well. Um, So certainly it can cross over, but I think, um, yeah, this this is obviously a small portion of a small portion would get to this stage, but I'm sure there's some today. There's probably some this year that are new, which are becoming more, more like a cult. Maybe you have a leader who is trying to start, start a new religion or something and, um, controlling the group of people I don't know I haven't checked to see which which new ones are about but um maybe there's some Netflix show on it okay so back to what makes an intentional community then um so it's going to be we're talking about somewhere where people live so it's a residence residential or place based community they're going to have the shared values or purpose Um, common agreements and social processes so they're usually going to have some sort of way to come up with decisions so if they do have all this shared land maybe there is a uh, sort of council uh, that makes decisions about new roads or visitors or events anything so there's going to be some sort of charter maybe that they've created There's going to be opportunities for a shared lifestyle. So like I mentioned, there could be like a shared kitchen area um, where people meet, maybe it's weekly or whatever it is, to cook together and some sort of commitment to build this cooperative culture within their community. And uh, one website noted that there's probably around 10,000 to 30,000 intentional communities worldwide. That's a big range. I think the difficulty is that, you know, an intentional community could be from a few people who are deciding to live together, um, who aren't related, uh, up to um, up to hundreds of people. Um, and I think lots of people are trying to start these new communities, but m- many of them do fail. So why do people decide to do this? What's the benefit for living in a community like this? So this is list I found, Um, let me know in the chat if you think there's some other reasons why people might decide to, to live somewhere like this. So they're looking for connection, they wanna share resources. I mean, even things as simple as sharing some large appliances or lawnmower or whatever, you could maybe share this between different families, living lightly, so that's kind of the idea with sustainability. Um, having community support, feeling safer in a community too, saving money, um, and just for an experiment or to have fun. Maybe this is just to try something new. Maybe it's someone who's retired and they're looking for, yeah, maybe, yeah, Hakim says they're desperate, looking for a new life. Yeah, maybe they've been living in a city, in an apartment by themselves for 10, I don't know, 10 years or something, and they're like, okay, I want to go, interact with other people. I want to go work on some land. I want to build a house or just do something totally different. So maybe it is about looking for a new experimental life. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm sure there's people with lots of different stories from people with families to elderly people, single people, couples. I'm sure there's a big, uh, big mix of people and that one thing I mentioned before was this kind of loneliness crisis so I think during the pandemic this was exacerbated uh, people feeling kind of disconnected from society and maybe wanting to find a way to be part of a community again so I think um, you know maybe you have connections through work or school or a religious community but let's say you're not religious, you're not working very much and you're not studying, your communities could be limited. You're, you're kind of groups of people that you can go to. So maybe this is a way to find a community. Um, let's see here. So Amistad's example, Mormons in the USA, yeah. So that would be coming around like a religious value, people looking to live in a community. Totally. Um, Yeah, Chris suggests could be to have an identity in common. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I didn't put too many like super random uh, intentional communities on here, but they could be anything from like, it could be people who all believe in aliens, extraterrestrials, maybe they want to come together and live together and research this. look up at the sky I don't know and that's their identity or maybe there's a group of people who want to um, live on a ranch and have horses but also live there and kind of live that lifestyle and that's what they have in common there could be all sorts of things that people are looking to kind of unite around so what about for you if you were to choose to live into one of these intentional communities Um, what would be your reason to do it? Would it be this idea around shared resources or living lightly, so the kind of ecological viewpoint? Would it be feeling safer and having community support? Would it be saving money? Would it be for experimentation, fun, just to try something different? Or would it be for connection and looking for co-creation? So maybe you want to, yeah, be building gardens together or building community spaces and creating like a new village sort of Um, what would be the reason to try this Um, it's not an exhaustive list maybe there's other reasons that you can think about but yeah I hadn't really thought much about this before but I think I'm I'm kind of curious maybe at some point in my life I will (laughs) I will try to live in one of these or just to visit of course you can always go as a visitor and just check them out um it'd be kind of interesting to see what people are living like what's their experience um so chris has an example a colombian girl about how she communicated with the universe and she spoke in a weird language right so I mean, she's very unique, but maybe there's others like her. So maybe she would start <laughs> a community and other people can can meet her. I guess the risk with something like that, if she's communicating with the universe, is that that could then switch into becoming a cult. If she suddenly says that, you know, she's the one who's communicating with the universe and she gets other people to listen to her, then she's controlling behaviors and that becomes a bit, a bit iffy, does not it? So interesting, though. (laughs) Okay, so it looks like people are saying, yeah, the idea of connection and co creation. So maybe, yeah, going and creating this new community, maybe in the middle of the forest, maybe on the edge of a city. It could be a building within a city, even. But this idea of creating a new place and having connection is the top one for everyone. Okay, so let's go through some examples now of a few kind of large or unique. uh, communities around the world and so Hakim says he likes to try new things so if he was to try it it would be out of curiosity totally yeah I'm quite a curious person as well so if it was possible to just go try for a month or something maybe <laughs> um, that could be kind of interesting and then maybe maybe you do really like it and it's something you want to do longer let's see so there's the largest commune or Um, the community in the world is in India, just north of Pondicherry Chennai in a place called Oroville. So this is what it looks like from the air in the picture. It was founded in 1968 and they have 3000 residents and visitors. Um, So That's the largest kind of community in the world that is come together around a purpose. And so they say that their purpose is to realize human unity in diversity. So everyone is welcome there. All creeds, which means beliefs, politics, all nationalities. So I think the largest group is Indian and then French. And then I, I, can't, I can't remember from what I read. But yeah, there's a lot of Europeans. There were some North Americans. There's people from all over the world that would live here. Um, and so it's kind of an ongoing experiment in this idea of human unity. Um, which is quite interesting you can go and visit here it's a big tourist attraction too I think you can go do some workshops and things like that and the intention is to grow it up to about 50,000 residents eventually so that is the largest community in the world called Oroville Um, the largest one in the U.S. is an eco village in Ithaca New York it has over 500 residents and started in 1991. So they have over 80% of uh, open space and they are looking for sort of experiential learning in the way that they use shelter, food, energy, livelihoods, and social connectedness. So they're, they're trying to um, do things in an ecological way for all of these different aspects of life. They have forests that they manage and farms and, um, they also host workshops and tours and as you can see here um, yeah kind of nice natural landscape so that could be an interesting one to visit as well the eco village in Ithaca the next one's a little bit more kind of just a unique one that I came across um, I think we might have some Italians in, in the chat let me know if you've heard of this one called Dammenher. so Damanhur is it's uh, a kind of a spiritually based uh, community, I would say, very loosely based on Egyptian spirituality or beliefs. Uh, and they actually dug these temples that they say are the temples to humankind uh, in secret from the Italian government for 18 or 16 years. So they didn't know that they were there. Um, and apparently they're quite incredible. So there's a picture right here, but there's mosaics on the floor, the wall, the ceiling. Um, and it's a beautiful place that you can also visit for a day or a few days. Um, and so it seems like it seems like a lot of these communities kind of run workshops, because I guess everyone's, a lot of people are curious about the lifestyle, and so that's a way for them to make income, and then it's a way for people to come and learn about what they're up to. Uh, so their focus, their shared values here is about solidarity, Uh, sharing love and respect for the environment. Okay, and so Hakim says Damanhur is a city in Egypt. Okay, so that makes sense then that they've named it Damanhur, their community in Italy, because it's kind of loosely based on Egyptian spirituality. I think they actually, there's a full name for it. Let me see if I can find it quickly. Um, uh, uh, The Federation of Damanhur, they call it. That's what it is. So... If you look up the Federation of Damanhur in Italy, you'll see some more pictures, but yeah, that one's a bit more kind of like a spiritually based community. Here's another one. It's a bit different. So this is called Camp Hill Communities, and they have over 100 locations um, or communities in North America and Europe for people with disabilities. So This isn't about people going and living in kind of like a medical center or a home. It's a big focus on like sharing life together. So there's home, work, nature, food, art, spirituality. Um, And so it's a nice welcoming and inclusive environment for people with disabilities to go live. So I thought that was a really kind of beautiful example of how um, people could come and live together to live a richer life. So, this idea of a life sharing community this is the Camp Hill communities. The next one, which I thought just kind of looked really unique, is <laughs> the Eco Truly Park in Peru. So, this is an artistic community, which is also inspired by kind of Indian traditional teachings and lifestyle. So, I think, you know, there'd be a lot of yoga here, for instance, and their principles or values of the community are nonviolence, simple living, elevated thinking, tolerance, compassion, and patience. Um, and one of the interesting things that this community did is they uh, bought this land in a kind of completely sandy, unworkable area, and they've managed to add all of this vegetation, so all of those trees, the grass, and kind of bring back life. Um, through awareness about how to yeah kind of cultivate cultivate land so this this is a cool example of how the community came together to create quite an interesting I think also a um, tourist attraction in Peru and to make the land more sustainable I'm not sure how many people live at this one Um, under 100 I'm sure because it doesn't look that big it's probably something like 10 or 20 maybe people live there Okay, another one, which maybe you've heard of, I think this one's a little bit more famous as kind of considering itself an independent state, Um, is Christiania in Denmark. So this is actually located in the city of Copenhagen. And what happened is in 1971, a commune decided to go and steal this abandoned army base and they just never left Uh, so in different countries around the world there's laws for squatters or people who kind of go and take over land and this happened in copenhagen and obviously the laws are quite strong and so they actually operated as a sort of independent country until 2010 um it's a bit of a lawless area so whereas You know, for example, marijuana is illegal in Denmark, in Christiania. It's widely purchased and consumed, um, kind of openly. They had some strange rules around you were allowed to come as a visitor, but you weren't allowed to take pictures. Um, People would get very upset at you. So I, I walked through here, actually, a few years ago when I was in Copenhagen. And it was, yeah, it was interesting. There was a lot of kind of street art and vendors, but it didn't seem didn't seem so it didn't seem dangerous or anything um and uh i think since 2010 actually they've sort of agreed to uh, work more cooperatively with the government in denmark so but but they do still kind of consider themselves independent like an independent state almost an independent country so if you haven't heard of that one definitely check it out that's christiania in denmark Hakeem said, heard about the Danish community. It's all about drugs, as I heard. Yeah, so I think that's kind of what it came to become. I don't know if it was started that way, but it kind of became that. So, like I said, there was, you know, it's, you know marijuana, for instance, is illegal in other parts of the country. You would go there and it's everywhere. Um, and so I think that it started as more of like a maybe hippie commune idea, and then other drugs and violence and issues kind of came there. So it became. Uh, yeah, not such a safe area. but I, I walked out through there out of curiosity to go and see what it what it looked like, because I saw there was lots of cool street art and markets, and um, it felt pretty safe. Um, okay, the next example, which I thought was really interesting, is that Senegal has stated that they want to transition fourteen thousand villages into eco villages. So the point here is that, you know, this doesn't have to be all creating brand new villages. They're trying to unite people around the value, um, around the purpose of creating um, ecological places and helping to encourage people to stay in the village and develop life there rather than all urbanizing and moving to cities. So they are in Senegal. They're going and teaching uh, people in the village about sustainable practices um whether that is ecological economic social or cultural Um, and so yeah this is this is kind of quite a new thing i don't know exactly how that works you don't just say we're an eco village now Mm -hmm. Um, but i guess this is something they'll be reporting on to maybe it's working with the un i don't know exactly but some it was a news article i came across when researching so it'll be interesting to see how this works taking a traditional community and kind of trying to unite people around some new values. Another trend is tiny house villages. So people are looking to have kind of a smaller footprint to save money. Maybe they quickly wanna have a home as well. And so this works really well. Maybe there's a lot where you can put a few homes for people to live. Uh, so people can come together and share resources rather than having one large home on a lot. So these are tiny house villages that are popping up around the world. And in my research, I saw that there was a few different kind of networks where people were posting about these communities. So there was the Intentional Community Foundation seemed to be one of the largest. The Global Eco Village Network. So Baina, as you said, that your favorite community would be eco. So go check this one out. I think particularly... There's a lot of European um, eco-villages that are listed on there. Um, there's Ecolies, which is another European initiative, and New Mundo, which apparently is um, very uh, prevalent in Central America. And they'll have things like permaculture farms and places to go stay, so... I think with a lot of these communities they're places where you can go stay do a workshop do some yoga do some farming whatever different different things um so i guess if this you're interested probably the way to join would be to check out the networks arrange a visit in person and if none fit and you're still interested in this sort of way of living maybe you can start your own <laughs> um so if you're really passionate about something and you think that You'd like to live in a community focused on this goal or passion. You could look into what's involved with um, starting a group. But they do say that 90% of these fail within the first year. So um, maybe it's better to just start with a club rather than going and living with each other. You can start with a club, see how that goes. Um, Okay, so that was kind of an interesting different topic for you today. Something that I was curious to go research myself and learn about so tell me would you ever live in an intentional community and tell me why in the chat so i I think i would try it at least for a short while to see what it was like um so kind of for the experiment or fun of it um i think also i've come across in the research there was some communities in the nordic countries in particular where they're putting um So on purpose, they will have kind of elderly people with very young people living together and helping them. And so that's an intentional community around, you know, the younger people will maybe get cheaper housing, the older people will get some people to help them on some sort of agreement. So this is another type of sort of intentional co-housing between different generations, which I think has, um, yeah, has done and some good good things for those people all right great chris thanks for coming okay and we have a split yeah i think it definitely wouldn't be for everyone some people still want to have their privacy 100 they don't necessarily want to share some space cool all right as always if you have other ideas for streams as you know um Oops, let's go here. Hakeem, Indigenous people, communities in U.S. and Canada. That is 100% an intentional community. Yeah, that would be one of the examples that's been around for a long time. Um, So I think any of the Indigenous groups, we could say, are intentional communities of people coming together, deciding to live, share resources. Um, Yes, great, great example, Hakeem. So it's not just like people creating these new ideas out of their idea out of their um, out of their minds. Of course, we have the ashrams, we have the indigenous groups um, that have been around for a long time. So we're just kind of repackaging it, remarketing it maybe a little bit differently um, in some of these modern modern villages. All right, perfect. All right. well, I will see you in the next stream. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening, wherever you are, and take care. Bye.